Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. And we've got to tell you about Dr. Busby and TowGrips.com. I was actually talking with Mr. Dr. Busby today. I was okay. uh, We were messaging back and forth. And uh, Mr. Dr. Busby uh, was uh, talking about uh, how they really want people to focus on how awesome the toe grips are. You know, we talk a lot about the Encore Mobility Supplement. Luther takes it all the time, and it's great. Uh, but uh, think about the toe grips and how revolutionary the toe grips actually are, right? They are these little rubber loops and you put them on your dog's toenails and this helps your dog if your dog has a hard time getting around on uh you know wood floors getting around on you know you know not grass or concrete you know it's, anything they might slip on uh Any kind yeah of floor yeah correct and uh i mean they're awesome man they're they're awesome i've had multiple people reach out to me say their dogs have used them and they've worked they're and kind they've of been... life-changing is what you know a couple people have said the the old friend senior dog sanctuary lady we talked to here was like oh dr busby toe grips yeah those are great like People know toe grips. Of course people know toe grips because toe grips are awesome. And uh, look, Dr. Busby wants you to get some toe grips, and all you need to do is go to toegrips.com, promo code Luther. And it's not just for old dogs. Like sometimes you might hear that and go, oh, yeah, do that for old dogs. No, it's also for dogs who are maybe – uh, dealing with a surgery or recovering from an injury and they're afraid they don't have the confidence to walk on the wood floors this gives them that confidence they get the return of confidence and that's huge man these dogs uh, it's awesome for them so if i were you i'd reach out to dr busby by going to toegrips.com that is toegrips.com promo code luther uh, and if uh, you use that promo code you save 10 percent 10 percent at toegrips.com promo code luther and uh we're gonna get dr busby on here again soon to, do. Uh, uh, to talk about it because dr busby is awesome toegrips.com promo code luther saves you 10 percent toegrips.com this is the josh and his show well howdy everybody and welcome in it's josh and jilly and luther on this friday we're about to head over to the farmer's market. It's the first market of the season. Yep, look at us. It rules. We're going to, you're telling me about all the stuff they have at this farmer's market, these food trucks and yep. French fry food trucks and yep. ice cream trucks yep. and kettle corn. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just nonstop and I'm addicted. I can't wait to go. I'm going to get some new honey. I don't know if our favorite spaghetti sauce is there today, but they do come to this one. Well, I can't wait. I know. I can't wait. They've pushed it back. It was supposed to start at four. We're recording this at uh, 3.11. It's 311 Central. It was supposed to start at 4. They're pushing it back an hour because we had about 15 minutes of hail. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't uh, great, but, uh, man, this is awesome. Oh, and the hot sauce. I forgot. I get me. Finally, my new hot sauce. Finally, new hot sauce. This is going to be a huge day. A huge day for the crew, baby. Can't wait. Uh, we got a lot to get into still. Appreciate everybody who's been listening to the podcast, downloading, of course, people who've been leaving uh, talkback messages on the iHeartRadio app. And that's where we will start today. Talkback messages. First one, last night. 
Martin couldn't marry a gringo because a gringo is a male. He married a gringa. Female. Love the show. Oh, Very thank- good point. Very yeah. good point. Excellent You should point. know better, Josh. I know. Now I am. A, I'm a racist officially now. Gringa. Our friend Martin is married to a gringa, not a gringo. One more. Here, well, actually, we got a couple of messages. We got five messages today on the talk back. Message number two, this from last night. What's up, Josh and Jilly? This is Scott and Delco. Um, I've been following <laughs> you since you did nights at WIP. I fucking love you guys. You guys are the best. Um, I listen to your podcast every single day at work. It helps me get through the shitty, boring, mundane day. You guys make me laugh every fucking day, even when you're talking shit on Philly fans. I think you're fucking hilarious. It's all in good fun. But uh, take care. Go Birds. Thank you, man. That was Scott. Go Birds. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you, buddy. Delco. I wonder if he was a little more angry after the Phils blew their lead last night. Ah, oh, I don't know. They blew a six-run lead in the ninth, and now McDougal wants to fire Girardi, and they'll fire him, hire another manager. They'll fire him eventually because nobody can acknowledge that, A, managers don't matter, and, B, uh, that maybe the players aren't just – maybe they just, they're not good. Maybe that's it. Like, you look at the Astros, right? The Astros last night, they played the Tigers. The Tigers, of course, have a manager by the name of A.J. Hinch, who used to manage the Astros. He won a World series managing the Astros, right? So he now manages the Tigers and Dusty Baker, who all the, the, the dopey hipster fans don't like in Houston. One of them manages a team that was a World Series contender, was in the World Series last year, and uh, is playing decent baseball right now. One of them managed a team that won a World Series and went to another one and is now managing a team that's nine games under five hundred. Is it either one of these managers? Are they either one of them the reason why these teams are doing what they're doing? The correct answer is no. Managers don't matter. Now, to the point of Scott, we appreciate you, Scott, because we do shit on Philly people a lot. But you know something I've, I've realized here in the last couple of days or really weeks of not doing twitch and seeing people bitch on twitch and have like that that alter uh, that that interaction with people is you know what i don't even mind philly people anymore like i don't know if i'm going soft and i'm sure that will change like i was arguing with mcdougall today about uh, joe girardi but even then i'm like you know what this is fine i'm cool with it like for whatever reason, Twitch was driving me to insanity for a while. Yes, it was. But I'm in a good mood about things now. Maybe people so, like it, maybe people don't, but I, I am in a good mood about it. You were always so angry doing these podcasts. When now I'm Twitch. happy. I'm yeah. happy and people are interacting with the show and we got uh you know, people leaving talk back messages. Talk back message number three from twelve forty eight this afternoon. Work. Hey Josh. Hey Jilly. Josh, I wanna personally thank you for Shouting me out this morning on 105.9 The Rock. Way to hit that Bob Seeger post. Hopefully this works. That's uh, Keith, our friend Keith up in. Where the hell is Keith on the air? I always forget. He's in the New England area. That's Keith C. Rice. Yes, he's in Connecticut. He sends me a message this morning while I'm doing the show, and he's like, Hey, man, I got 20 minutes. Hit a post and shout me out. Okay. Like, like all right, it's Bob Seger's birthday. Here's uh, Hollywood Nights or whatever song I played for Bob Seger's birthday. And it's for our friend Keith C. Rice. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate Keith. He's a big supporter of the show, so thank you. All right, message number four from 216 this afternoon, so about an hour ago. Nothing. Nothing. Now one more. Michael Keaton is the best Batman of all time. You're not going to get an argument from me, friend. (laughs) 
I'm glad we're bringing that back. It's but, back. Uh, it's back. But I am totally fine with that. That is not something that you will see me argue about. Correct. Uh, we haven't seen the new uh, Batman. No, was it called? The Batman? It's just The Batman, yep. Uh, we haven't seen it because I don't feel like dedicating three plus hours to watching it's, a movie. It's lengthy. They're already doing the sequel with Robert Pattinson again. I can't dedicate three plus minutes to watching anything, no. let alone three hours. I don't know why this made me think of it. Did you see they're doing the That 70s Show reboot? I didn't see that. It's no. like that 90s show, I believe, but it's like the whole original cast. Oh, I didn't part. see that. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so basically what it is, is the, the it's called that 90s show you said? I think that's what they're And then they're going to have them as like the parents and stuff? Right. And I think it's basically the whole, for the most part, the whole cast. Well, not Danny Masterson because he Me Too'd well, somebody on that Ashton Kutcher show. Yep. But Ashton Kutcher will be back because he has not Me Too'd anybody. And Mila Kunis would be back because she's married to Ashton Kutcher. And uh, the, the Donna, I'm sure she'll be back because, wait, is she, was she on Orange is the New Black? Maybe I don't know. I didn't watch it, but she was. I liked her. I thought. I thought she was kind of hot. Name is uh, Pompe uh, Pompano Pomparo. Her last name is something with a P. Uh, she was pretty hot, and You're I would imagine saying Topher Grace, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Laura. Pepron, Pepron, that's it, yeah. And Wilmer Valderrama would each uh, make some guest appearances. So kind of like how they did with Fuller House where like Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey would pop in or Danny Tanner was there for an episode. Makes sense. Uh, Did you watch that show? Not really. I watched the shit out of it, that whole stretch when I was in the hospital. I felt like this was something you would be excited about. I know, it's not like it's my favorite show ever, but it was a show I enjoyed because when I was stuck in the hospital in Houston, those like multiple weeks that I'd be stuck there because they didn't know what the hell I had. Turns out I had encephalitis. I have a disability. That's okay. Uh, And I would sit in there and uh, between taking shots of really strong pain uh, killers that I didn't need because I didn't have a headache, I wasn't in any pain, but I just love taking this, uh, uh, these, these pain. That shit probably screwed up your brain even more. No, they wouldn't have given me all that. The doctor wouldn't have screwed me over in that way. If they knew you weren't feeling pain, they wouldn't have given it to you. Well, be that as it may, Jilly, I really enjoyed it. It was called Dilaudid and they gave it to me intravenously. The thing is, I didn't take it all that much because I would take it and then sleep for like six hours and then I'd wake up and be like Josh it's time to eat and let me tell you something about my hospital experience at Methodist it's actually like the food was pretty solid at Methodist like I think I had some like cod once some like fried cod and uh, you know there was like a pizza hut I think and stuff like that too but the food itself like the hospital food was pretty solid as far as hospital food goes I liked it Okay. dug it so it wasn't awful and i thought it was pretty good but i would lay there i'd wake up like six hours i go oh, time to eat i'd eat something maybe somebody would come visit like the first time i was in the hospital gavin the program director came to visit me and he brought me burritos once mm. uh and then i was in there and I, I was in a couple of different times and then i would go to sleep i'd wake up and that 70s show would be on and then if uh, and when that was over i mean because i didn't have a ton of channels i was in the hospital i had uh, my name is chris or everybody hates chris was the show, the Chris Rock show. That was one of them. And Reba. Reba was on, and I it, like it came on at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon when I was in there, and it was on for like two hours. That was great. And Las Vegas was on. The show with... Um, Josh Dumel. With, with Josh Dumel and Jimmy Kahn and all these hot-ass chicks. And it was just basically a show about cool people and hot chicks, and nothing was going on, and it was great. You know, being in the hospital, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be in the hospital, but if you had to be in a hospital and you're not, like, dying or anything like that, Methodist Hospital is a pretty solid place to be. It was kind of like going on a vacation. They feed you. Uh, you. You get to take pain pills instead of drinking alcohol or get shots of pain medication instead of drinking alcohol. And then you watch fun television shows 
and people come to visit you. It was very similar to being on vacation. Uh, but uh, anyway, so what is going on in the world today? Here's a, here's a question for you, Jilly. We talked about this this morning on the radio show, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Supermarket etiquette. Mm-hmm. I will ask you this question. Whose job is it to put the divider between the two groups of food or your purchases? Whose job is it to do that when you're in line in the grocery store? Is it the person who's already in line or the person who is getting in line? Getting in line. That's easy. Like, I don't yeah. know why. This is apparently some big TikTok issue. Yeah, no. I mean, the person, the cashier or the person that was in front of you should shove it down where you can grab it. But it's your job to put it in front of your groceries. See, that's the thing is, is this whole thing is some big TikTok thing. And as you know, I'm very big on TikTok. And by that, I mean, I haven't made a TikTok post. I feel like post. you kind of gave up on that. I already. gave up on it pretty fast. Uh, I had high hopes for TikTok. And then without getting any love on anything for a couple of tries, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. I'm just going to watch TikTok and watch uh, videos of like six-year-old Asian kids coming home and cooking. Uh, and I'm, This is a random video to comment on, but it popped up on my TikTok today. Uh, this this Asian girl comes home. It's a, It was a, how does a six-year-old girl make dinner for her parents when she gets home from school? Why are videos of six-year-old girls popping up on your TikTok? See, and the, I, did, I don't know. I, I think it was more of a cooking thing because I see a lot of cooking stuff. So like this, it was an Asian thing and it's not from a six-year-old girl. The thing is, it's not a six-year-old girl's TikTok. It's her parents' TikTok and they do videos of the thing. I don't know. I'd never seen it before, but it popped up on there. And this is going to sound even worse, but a lot of people ask this same question I asked when I was watching this, they asked it in the comments at one point, like the girl comes home and all the the thing about Asian folks is they have some fucking awesome gadgets. Like this girl comes in, takes off her boots after school and puts them on some contraption that I think airs them out. Like she puts them on this thing upside down. And I think it probably freshens her shoes. And like Asians got all these cool things that allow you to cook stuff like on the table, like all sorts of awesome shit. But at one point, this six year old girl gets on the toilet. And she takes a leak. No. Yeah, like you don't see it totally, but you can see like she throws away like a, a piece of toilet paper or something in the garbage and then gets up and like she's like you see her in the end of pulling her pants up. But why would they show that? Like if it's about a cooking video. That's what I'm asking. So we did like and we so a lot of people in the chat there were like 1.8 million views and likes and stuff, and a lot of people were going, What exactly does any of this there were two questions. In theory, why is this six-year-old girl home alone? And two, why did it matter that she was peeing? Like how did that impact the story of cooking her parents' dinner? Why was this six-year-old Asian girl on the toilet? Sounds like y'all just kind of watched some kitty porn. It was not kitty porn because you didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, okay, don't put that on me. I was not seeking this out. It showed up. I'm scrolling through. I, I haven't been on TikTok in a fucking week. You know what it is? Trump was right about this TikTok. He was right, and we should shut this shit down. I mean, that sounds pretty awful. It was okay. Again, you didn't see. I mean, it was first of all, it was just well, not a very I don't good video. See it. I don't want to see kitty porn. It was not kitty porn. It's a six-year-old girl peeing. Okay, but you don't see her peeing. Do you hear her peeing? No, you don't hear her peeing it's either. Implied she was peeing though. But you know that she was on the toilet. That's what we're asking. Well, we got set up. We got set up. We were watching somebody cook dinner. How do you know she was on the toilet? Uh, because like you, you see her stand up from the toilet. So that's yeah, that's kitty porn. Okay, that ain't my fault. All it said was I'm scrolling through. It says six year old girl makes dinner for her parents. I said I'm curious to see how she pulls this off. What kind of magic mystical stuff can a six year old pull off? I scribe it like I st- I keep watching. Actually, you know what really keeps me locked into these videos when they do like packing and stuff is how loud like that you can boost the sound on things that like when you're editing the videos. 
and it really accentuates certain sounds. So like when a, when someone's pulling out a drawer, it sounds really loud and it's really cool. I don't know why I find it so cool, but it is really cool. And so I'm watching just to see where this goes. And you can learn about some really cool Asian things. Like in these Asian videos, they've got really cool electronics. Like the chick never used the stove. Her mom, when she came home, didn't use the stove. The little girl didn't use the stove. She prepared a fish. This six-year-old girl prepared a fish on the table and something that you pour water in and put a lid on it, and then it cooks the damn fish. But I didn't know that there was going to be some girl on there. Uh, you know, like, and everybody was asking that question in the comments. They said, "Why? Like, what did the, the little six-year-old girl taking a leak? What did that have to do with anything?" A lot of weird Asian shit was going on there, and I was set up. Yeah, it was set up because now, you know, when the courts come a call, and they're going to be like, well, 1.8 million people watched this kitty porn. Let's find some of the people who did it. Oh, let's see this guy. It's all on Josh your computers. In a show. It's all on your phones. I didn't do shit. But anyway, but um, that's, I don't know how I got down that wormhole talking about TikTok. Oh, because this question was on TikTok about who's responsible for, uh, for putting the divider between the groceries. Like, I don't know how it was such a big question. You show up, somebody's already in the checkout, they're getting their stuff checked out. It is not their responsibility to make sure that your, uh, food and your purchases, it's not their job to make sure it doesn't impede upon them. It's your job to make sure you don't violate their space. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's easy. That's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Nothing to worry about there. Nothing to see here. Oh, you know, another thing that happened today, and then we'll get to this Antonio Brown audio. So I was doing the show for Detroit, and we get an email from the, the Detroit people, and they're like, hey, listen, there is a strange person parked in a vehicle in the parking garage at the radio station. Nobody knows who he is. He's just sitting in his car. It's a very strange scenario. We don't know what the issue is. We don't know what's going on. None of us have a clue. And some guy named Don, is Don on the phone? Don apparently went out there and tried to talk with him. And the guy, like, like uh, not attacked him, but, like, just went off on him. So Don came back inside, apparently. And uh, eventually the cops showed up. And they talked to this guy, and from what I understand, he was a guy that had Philadelphia, or sorry, Pennsylvania license plate, so who knows, it could have been somebody looking to kill me. And the guy's issue was that WLLZ in Detroit had stolen his idea, and he was pissed off about it. And people are frightening. People are really weird. Like, what idea did they steal? Hey, it was my idea to play Bon Jovi eight times a day. Like, sorry, we stole your idea, bro. Maybe it was their idea to have you back on the radio. Maybe it was. Maybe it was, you know, who? it might have been Joe. Yeah, Josh. Maybe it was him that showed up and said it was my idea to put Josh back on the radio, you pricks. But anyway, so that's what happened to me today. So um, well, That's frightening. It is, but hey, I wasn't there, so it didn't impact me. So basically, I instigated and talked about it on the radio. Yeah, you could have gotten these people killed. And I, w- I was like, Don, don't do it, Don. Don't do it. Don't be a hero, Don. You know that guy was listening, so you really did endanger all those people, Josh. Boy, kitty porn and endangering coworkers. Well, that, neither one of that. That is not true. There is no need for you to be bitchy about this today. I did not do either one of those I things. I think you did both. Actually, I might have done one of them, and one of them was instigating the whole thing and seeing what would happen there. But that's it. All right, so let's check this out. Antonio Brown was on some sort of cigar podcast or mm-hmm. something like that. And obviously, Antonio Brown's a lunatic. And we know that Antonio Brown is a lunatic. The world knows that Antonio Brown is a lunatic. So it's hard for me to listen to anything he says and say, you know what? Nutty McNutterson over here has a valid point. 
But it's kind of like Kanye. You know that Kanye's a lunatic, but then you find yourself agreeing with like 98% of what he says, including he wants to beat the shit out of uh, Homeboy. And I'm like, I agree with you on that too. Let's beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. Like I agree with Kanye on a lot of stuff. And then I find myself agreeing with Antonio Brown, at least on this. So he was on this cigar talk or something, just sitting on some dude's couch and they're shooting the shit. And they start talking about Kaepernick. And I really, Kaepernick's kind of an out of sight, out of mind guy. I think that's why he was, you know, trying to get back in the league again, allegedly. Yeah. Because he'd kind of been out of sight, out of mind. He would be a backup. He was fine with it. Because, he'd be able to prove himself as a starter as soon as someone gave him a chance, right? Because nobody gives a shit about Kaepernick. Like, he's really just kind of dead and gone in terms of, of people, you know, minds. He had his little documentary on Netflix and. I don't think anybody really gives a shit that he exists. I wouldn't be talking about him if not for the fact that Antonio Brown said some shit and he was spitting some truth. My man was bringing out some truth nuggets about Antonio Brown. And when you hear this about Colin Kaepernick, sorry, it was Antonio Brown about Colin Kaepernick. You wonder if a lot of the other players and other, honestly, for being real black dudes feel this way. Like I think that certain groups, I think that like conservatives feel like they have to have the same viewpoint as other conservatives. Liberals feel like they have to have the same viewpoint as other liberals because they don't want to get ostracized by that group. Like imagine you're a conservative, like Andy is a conservative, uh, Andy Bloom. Andy Bloom wrote a piece for Barrett Sports Media uh, talking about the abortion stuff, right? And Andy may not have the same stance as some other conservatives on it. And they might disown him and rip him and say, fuck off. You know, like, so in a world, if you don't want to be ostracized, kicked out of a group, alienated, you kind of just jump in with groupthink. And I think that happens with all political parties. I think that happens with races, right? I mean, how many times do you see uh, black guys say that another black dude isn't black enough? Or one black dude is too tight with white people and the rich people and he sold everybody out? How many times did you hear that? RG3 is a cornball brother because he was fucking some white chick, right? Like you heard all this and you want to be in with the group. You don't want to be ostracized by the group and kicked out of the group. And I think there's a lot of group think that went with this. It was a lot easier for black dudes to jump in and be like, yep, Kaepernick, we're with you, brother, than say, you know, the guy's full of shit. But I bet there are a lot of people that think the way Antonio Brown thinks. So this is Antonio Brown talking with some dude on this cigar talk show. Like I said, the, the politics of the business, like we see... If shit go wrong on the politics side, you can get fucked up, right? Like, we all watched the Colin Kaepernick shit. Everybody's seen it. We seen how it happened, and it was just like the politics. What happened to Kaepernick? Me, personally, I feel like because he, you know, he was kneeling, he was doing... And that's not Antonio Brown talking there. That's the dude that's doing the show with him. Right. Which kind of like, hey, this is, how, this is how I think it is. And then Antonio Brown's just probably high as fuck, if I had to guess. He always seems that way. He seems medicated, whether it be by pills or by antidepressants or pot or whatever the hell he's medicated by uh he's medicated and uh, and he's chill as fuck you'll get in here in a second shit that people didn't like and then no. it was like we ain't gonna pick him up no more because we didn't like that that's what it I felt know. like for me but they gave him the money and they gave him the commercial they gave him the uh they gave him the documentary which you mean after that yeah but he didn't get back in the league though that's why they gave him the other thing. <laughs> As a compensation. <laughs> he took the deal. We don't feel sorry for you. You took the <laughs> deal. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, Kaepernick. Yeah, man, you on fucking Nike, man. Yeah. Fuck out of here. You don't feel, oh, so he good. You think he good? Cause yeah, I was yeah, he like, good. But you know the want to get back in the nah, league, bro. Nah, he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. Like, like, this is, 
Like basically, he is spewing. If you want to go JJ Reddick with it, these are Fox News viewpoints. Guy right. doesn't want to play, and he's trash. That's coming from a black dude in and the league. Saying, we don't need to feel sorry for him. He got the Nike deal. He got the documentary. He he's got the basically a white. He's like a, he's a Trump white dude right now. Is what he is. Trash. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm about trash. He was alright. Come on, AB. Man, listen, he man. Was all right, Kaepernick did all that and took the money and then got the commercials. We don't see Kaepernick outside. Where he at? I ain't never seen him outside. I never seen myself. All right, so like, don't even say. I see him it. throwing the ball, trying to get back in though. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, but he already took the money. All oh, that's cap. Like, mm. we ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money, the commercials. Yeah. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing. Like, yeah, we cool. These, see, these are all questions that were asked for the last five years about Kaepernick, and every time you do it, you're a racist, right. you're a piece of shit. What is this foundation doing? You never see him in the community, really. It's the same thing people ask about Black Lives Matter, like, and then you hear stories about Black Lives Matter like basically stealing millions of dollars and buying mansions and shit. And if you question that, you're a piece of shit, and you're a racist, and you're terrible, instead of just being able to ask questions. But like about Kaepernick, if you asked any of these, you were lumped into a category of angry white yeah. men, Fox News, racist old people that don't want to see progress, slave right. mentality, all that. Cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like, we like Kaepernick and all, but, like, yeah. we, ain't, we ain't really on that. So, as black people, we need to get that clear. Because, mm. like, when we have moments, ain't nobody giving us no nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like... Yeah. Well, he ain't wrong. That dude's had a bunch of moments, and white people ain't giving him shit. So, again, he's a lunatic, and I wouldn't give him shit either. He's probably a criminal and, and like seemingly how, a piece of shit and I, a nutcase. I do like how he feels he speaks for all black people. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's true, A.B. But he may. I don't know. Like, in this, like, and not all people, obviously. But, like, he might speak for the masses for and people. Some, who, I'm sure. Well, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. But who knows? It might be the masses. It might be the majority of black people who are afraid to say shit because you got to kind of fall into a group or you're kicked out of the group. I guess I'll give this to AB. He does give zero fucks. But I, does then, not give zero. But he's does also give zero fucks. Does not give any fucks. He gives. He, he doesn't care. He does give zero fucks. Yeah. He gives no fucks. Right. He doesn't have any fucks to give. He is all out of fucks. He'll say whatever he's thinking. So it's probably because he's out of his mind. Yeah. But he took the hand out, so he got to take the man out and like take responsibility for that. Right. We ain't saying all that. What he did for like what he did. He he built a, a like. A foundation? What, what yeah, we saying? Yeah, what a foundation, he, I think. What yeah. it do to him? <laughs> <laughs> nah, being real, being yeah, we still got to talk. Yeah, we also got to talk. Yeah, we got to talk. And notice that none of these guys can answer it. He's like, they're all laughing. Like, what, what it do, do though? He goes, he built a foundation, huh? What it do though? What yeah, we saying? What a he, foundation, I think. What yeah. it do to him? And he ain't wrong. None of us know. But None of us had, know what is. To be fair to Cap, he had that one event where remember he had gotten like a bunch of suits for like um, poor African American folks to get job interviews. Remember that? That That's was like cool. I Great. mean, that was probably seven years ago, though. Uh, the, okay. I so think, what have you done for anyone lately? It's just good that there's another dude who is uh, an NFL player who's still, I guess, in the league uh, and is kind of a nut bar, but at least he's speaking what we've been saying for the last seven years, which is, I don't take the dude seriously. I think he's a fraud. Motherfucker does not want to play. He hasn't wanted to play. He's been martyred. He's and he's trash. gotten rich. He's gotten rich. He's not good. And he's been martyred. That's who he is, right? Like, I don't want to get deep into the whole Kaepernick discussion again. But for the last, what, since 2015, 16, whatever it was, 
Everybody that's that's against Kaepernick has said, dude can't play. He doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to be a martyr. He's gotten rich with book deals and Nike clothing deals and all this shit. The league had to pay him money. He doesn't want to play. And if he played, he would people would see that he still stinks. So he didn't want to. There's no benefit to him playing. He's full of shit. And, and the only reason this is even topical, I wouldn't be talking about this today if it weren't for the fact that this is a dude who's still in the league, sort of. And a dude that's a contemporary of his that's speaking what I view to be reality. Oh, nah, being real, we still like, got to talk. To, yeah, we on so We got to talk. Yeah, we got to talk. Man, like, I'm who, not gonna lie. I what don't, superhero he in He made somebody like who he put on. Who I feel he like helped. undercover. He be like tossing money. But why he undercover though? Right, I don't know. You're right about that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we need to we know we need to yeah. get some straight, man. <laughs> yeah, some you know straight man. Some yeah, like we need to get that clear. Like yeah. it's cool, you know. Yeah. You know. Hey, hey look. I look, Antonio Brown is a nutcase. This won't shock you. You know who's really just upset with Antonio Brown over this? Okay, hold on. Let me uh Nick Wright. Uh maybe, but no, not uh, Sean King. Uh no. Okay. Is it a media person? Yes. Stephen A. Smith. No. Close. Uh, let's see. So a white dude. No. Okay. It's a black. Oh, okay. Hold on. Come on, Skip. What's Antonio Brown doing? Skip. Come on, Skip. How you going to say that, Skip? Skip, he going to go out there and that man been through so much. He been through so much, man. The lead tried to kick him out, Skip. The man out there, he going crazy. And we keep saying, give him a chance, Skip. Give him a chance, Skip. Give him a chance, Skip. And we got his back. The black community got his back, Skip. Then he going to come out there, Skip. And he going to say, he going to say that, uh, that cut the cap. Skip, Skip. He going to come out there and say Kaepernick ain't doing nothing. Come on now, Skip. There's, that ain't right, Skip. I don't know if you want to play the audio of this or if you can. Can we play audio from Twitter directly from this or no? Yeah, we can. Just look up uh, Shannon Sharp with three E's. Shannon Sharp with three E's. So Shannon Sharp with three E's at the end. Yeah. Shannon Sharp. All right, it's let's like see. It's like Shannon Sharp burner account. There All right, he is. All right, let's see. I'll see how much of this I can play, see how the volume is on it. Here we go. This is laughable. <laughs> I want to know what all those AB supporters are now. This is laughable. Like, I want to know what all those AB supporters are now. Skip. I also like this graphic they've created, which is Antonio Brown on one side and Cap on the other, and the where he at. Quote. But uh, pardon me, that says <laughs> where's he at. They actually made his quote grammatically correct, and and so actually, I'd argue that's racist, right? Because that says where's he at? Question mark. And misquoting the a, the actual quote is where he at though. I think. Nah, being real, being cat Hold on, here we go. Think, what, yeah. it what it do though? Oh, what it do though? Okay, got it. So he might have said, where's he at? But uh, he said, what it do, though? I apologize. Now, I am the racist. Yep. I am the racist. I am mocking multiple black men right now. I am the worst human on the planet. But anyway, here we go. Here's more from Santa. Come on, Skip. Come on, Skip. Let's do this, Skip. Because every time I say something about AB, you say, Shannon Sharp, you're putting another black man down. So what would you call what AB is doing currently? Also, the fact that you like that, and this goes to my point from earlier in the show is why does it matter if you're putting another black man down? It ain't your job to prop up another motherfucking black guy. It's to tell the truth. Colin Kaepernick ain't do nothing to Antonio Brown. What I speak about is Antonio Brown's behavior and his antics and how he's costing him money, yet you and he blame everybody else. Here it is again. What he wants is what Colin Kaepernick got. 
Colin Kaepernick got Nike. Colin Kaepernick got a documentary. Colin Kaepernick gets to, you know, people still write favorable articles about him. He's like, well, yeah, because they're afraid. Well, why would anybody write a negative article about Kaepernick and risk their job in 2022? Like, what guy is going to come out and say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to write a negative article about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, good luck with that. The root will kick your ass. Why, why, why he get that? Mm-hmm. He trash anyway. What? Really, A.V.? That's, that, that's the left. He, can, he cannot understand, Skip. Why don't nobody want me? Do you know what I did? Yes. And I kept telling you, they're going to tolerate you until they can replace you. That's with any situation, any relationship, any job. I wonder if he said the same thing about Kaepernick. They'll tolerate it until they can replace him. And they obviously could because they won 13 games in San Francisco with him. So now you're talking out both sides of you. Come on, Skip. I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, Skip. I'm a fraud, Skip. Come on now, Skip. The moment they find someone that can do as adequate a job as you, you're gone, A.B. And that's the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. Yes. So, again, frauds, frauds everywhere. Yep. And now. Oh, good. Now we're getting like, so it's kind of racial. So this is where your boy, uh, Skip, his job is to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Does A.B. remember the last time he was on the football field? Does any, can, I need somebody to get to A.B. and just, just show him the tape. The last time he was on a football field. And also, how do you think this is going to negatively impact him getting back on the field? Most of the people doing the hiring agree with him about Colin Kaepernick, you dweeb. The behavior in which he displayed and help, hopefully, that will give him some clarity on why nobody's called him. Yep. But for him to lash out, he wants everything. I love it whenever this guy goes on a diatribe, the other guy has to sit there and act like he's preaching. Like, yeah, like like you feel like he should be in a giant hat and a floral pattern dress, fanning himself with a fan. Oh, Lord. Like, should be Medea shit. Kaepernick guy. He said Colin Kaepernick uh, 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 started this commotion. He ain't from the hood. Bro, stop this. You sound ridiculous. I guarantee that you were one of the people, like many people were eight, nine years ago when Kaepernick didn't have a fro uh, and had a multiracial adopted family that said he wasn't from the hood either. I want to go back and see all that shit from all these hypocrites and frauds. I get where you came from. But what did that guy So because Colin Kaepernick's not from the hood, check Colin Kaepernick's record. What he's done... Since he t- chose this path. What is, honestly though, I don't know what the fuck it is. What it do. I'm not, I mean, like, help me out. What he do, yes, yes, what it do though. That's what I'd like to know. What it do though. What it do though. I'm curious about it too. So either I'm a nut bar that's agreeing with a nut bar, <laughs> or maybe we're both right. I don't know. And it ranks, I guarantee you, it ranks more favorably what you done, AB. Okay, you don't know either. <laughs> he goes, go look, Skip, go look what he done, Skip. And you tell me, Skip, I bet it better than what you done. Really? Is I mean, granted, it can't be worse. I mean, Antonio Brown's track record is jerking off on painters. Yeah. So, so it's probably better. Yeah. But I mean, how much? You'll say, bro, this is why. It's always somebody else's fault, Skip. He and his supporters got him here. Also, it's everybody else's fault that uh, that shitty Kaepernick isn't in the league anymore, too, right? That's what the media says because they're afraid of him, right? Someone else's fault. Very first time he did that Facebook Live, A.B., oh, yeah, A.B., now he won't like to mention, but the very thing is what he can't, what they can't do. None of those people that follow him or like him on an NFL team. Mm. They're not a general manager. So that- and I would say the same thing about Kaepernick's fans. None of them are NFL general managers, and none of them run teams. That's why he's not on a team, and he doesn't want to be. Have no input on where Antonio Brown can get a job. 
He sound ridiculous. But I, I just want to know. I need, I need y'all to jump on my jump on Twitter like y'all normally do and say, is, is Antonio Brown bringing another black man down? Mm-mm. I hope Such, that's not the case. Mm. Such hypocrites. Man. I hope that's not the case. God, like, what is this world where black dudes can't be critical of each other? Like, I'm a white dude. I'm critical of white dudes all the time. Like, there's this world well, it's where it's kind of like that now with women, too. Like, you're not allowed to bring down other women or say, like, oh, she's t- she sucks. Like, if I said another chick on the radio sucks, how dare you not support another woman? Unless it's, like, one of the Republican people on The View or something. You can do that. Well, you then, can rip yeah, the Republican people. Yeah, she people. sucks, right. Yeah, there, there's certain rules. Women too now. There's certain rules that you must abide by. Or, like, one of my favorite things, we used to talk about this, like, during, like, award shows, I would live tweet, like, sarcastic shit. Like, boy, Ariana Grande's outfit looks like she got eaten by a pillow or something stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Now you do that. It's like... <sighs> This is misogynistic. This is internal misogynistic crap. And First of how all, how dare you bring down a woman? Her outfit is everything, and her performance, yep. it, it, it completes me. Or if you say, I like the Selena Gomez performance over the Ariana Grande performance, how dare you compare two women? Like, I'm just fascinated. The world is strange. I'm just fascinated by the number of people who are full of shit. Shannon Sharp is full of shit. The other day, J.J. Reddick was full of shit. He, and I didn't hear this. Meltzer was telling me about Mad Dog's response the other day to um, to okay. J.J. Reddick. So you remember the audio we played the other day where Reddick was basically saying, anybody who says shut up and dribble is some old, basically racist white guy Fox that watches News Fox viewer. News. Yep. And we know what that means. You're saying that they're racist, right? And that was the argument. Well, apparently Mad Dog goes on his radio show and he lists every single person he voted for for president. That's awesome. All of them are Democrats. That's great. He says, if Fox News were in my, I wouldn't watch Fox News if they showed up at my house. I wouldn't watch them. Like, and then you call people on their bullshit and then it just goes away. Like, oops, goes away. Right, because again, no one covered that part of the story, right? No, no. one was saying like, Hey, Mad Dog says he never voted Republican. But you can still be racist to be Republican. Like and that's people, all people will associate him with now is, oh, that racist Republican Mad Dog. They're all just fucking crazy, man. And, of course, Shannon Sharp's a fucking nut bar anyway. And the other problem with these kind of shows is you can't take them seriously because they're there to entertain. It almost looked like uh, Skip was about to start laughing at some points during that. He's kind of like, whatever, but I'm not going to jump in. He's like, I don't feel... Basically, it's a matter of whether or not you feel like being called racist on that day. So you just say, like me, I've made a lot of uh, decisions to say, you know what, I don't feel like dealing with the blowback on certain shit, like on the air mostly. Uh, like certain words that I would have said in the past to sell a bit. I just say, that's eh, not really worth nope. it. I just collect my check and go home, you know, uh, and try to stay out of trouble. I, I kind of enjoy the harmonious relationship I have with management people. And I'm trying to, you know, still climb the ladder. So I'm not going to, you know, go overboard with shit. I think what you got there is Skip's just sitting there going, well, I could respond, but do I really feel like dealing with, hey, you're racist today, or do I just want to go home and enjoy life? And you know what? I'm just going to go home and enjoy life. Just smile and nod. Uh-huh. Say, so you're right. Uh, Shannon, you are absolutely right. You are brilliant. You know, like, and these guys are putting on a show. Not that it's entertaining. I mean, That's it why nobody show. watches it. The only time they see it here. But they are putting on a show. That is their objective. They're there to entertain people. And a lot of times people just take the opposite side for the sake of entertainment. It's like wrestling. You know, you take this side. Hey, are you going to win tonight? Cool. I'll pin you. We'll do this. And it's like that. At least Stephen A. Smith I find interesting because he's like nuts. Like, I think he's good at what he does of being just like, just completely flabbergasted by everything. Just appalled and flabbergasted, and it's kind of uh, appealing. Well, you just like baby Stephen A. I love baby Stephen A. And I didn't know that that was still a thing, but baby Stephen A is like a regular on Stephen A's show on ESPN like Plus. Holy shit, baby Stephen A. When Stephen A argues with baby Stephen A, 
It is truly the funniest shit I have ever seen. And maybe I'm just easily amused, but holy shit, baby Stephen A is everything. Baby Stephen A gives me life. There was that way you had it on the other day. We're YouTubing it. You went down the wormhole. And I think you probably watched a solid 90 minutes of baby Stephen A debate. Holy shit. Like, okay, you can't see it, so it's not as funny. Yeah, I think you kind of need to see it. You do, but I think the sound of it kind of works. I'm going to play a little bit of it. So basically, it's baby Stephen A arguing with actual Stephen A. It's on his show on uh, ESPN+. And wh- like, I don't laugh at a lot of shit, either because I just don't have a sense of humor or what. I don't. I just don't laugh a lot. I laugh at farts. That's Especially what I do. Especially sports-related things. So for you to laugh at this and find this like genuinely hilarious. I hate like 99% of sports people and their shows, and they're not interesting, and they're terrible. Baby Stephen A., makes me laugh my balls off. All right, so here we go. Let me turn this up. Here's baby Stephen A. Oh, here we go again, Stephen A. Here we go again, complaining about the Knicks. And I thought you were a real fan, huh? What's up? What happened to we here? We here? What happened to New York stand up? I am a real fan, but I got two eyes and a Nick stink. We're 12th in the conference. No one's developing. Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker doing nothing. Obi Toppin's hurt. We stink. You're jumping off the bandwagon already? They're 12 and 15. Last year they started 11 and 15. And then by the playoffs, you were telling everybody how they were going to knock off the Atlanta Hawks, go on a run. And now this year, you're done already. Ah. You're a traitor. You can't be trusted at all, Stephen A. No loyalty whatsoever. Where's my loyalty? How dare you question my next loyalty? Where's your manners, baby? You need to get up off my show. Oh, I'll leave. I'll leave right now. I'll take the subway home. Bing bong. No, you don't bing bong me. You don't bing bong me, baby Stephen A. You never rode the subway. You can't ride the subway by yourself. You're a baby. You're barely out of a stroller. Bing bonging me. Get out of here. I will get out of here. I will get out of here. Right to the subway. Bye. Holy shit. (laughs) That is the funniest shit that has ever been on television. And it's not even on real TV. It's on on ESPN Plus. Picturing him having Holy shit. Picturing him having to do that is hysterical. Because he's got to go in and film both parts. Yeah. God, it's so good. And then they put the filter on it for the baby filters. Oh, it's so good. If anyone didn't know what we were talking about, yeah, it's it's fucking fantastic. Oh, that's the fun. Like, nothing else is funny. Everything is so serious and awful. Like, I've grown to kind of like Stephen A. I mean, yes, does he help, like, perpetuate racial bullshit? Yes. But, like, he's an entertainer, and he puts on a show, and he's wacky. He's more entertaining than most. He's more entertaining than Shannon Sharp. My God, Shannon Sharp is a self-important fuckface. My God. All right, who do I need to tell them about, Julie? We need to tell them about Craftology by Christy. So I sent an email to Christy, and I'm waiting to hear back, but I pitched her the idea for the T-shirt, and the T-shirt was live your life, love your dog, drink beer. Yep. And that'll be potentially like the the big new Jis shirt. Uh, it'll be a special edition shirt, hopefully, from Christy over at Craftology by Christy. And you'll only be able to get it from Christy. Correct. And there'll probably be a limited edition of them. So uh, we want to help them out. I mean, the, obviously, uh, Richard, her husband with Metro Ready Mix, has been a big supporter of the show for a long time. And we we love 
him and her and everybody. So uh, we're going to see. Now, of course, you can go check out all of her other stuff there. Uh, I mean, you say, I mean, Jilly, I let you be the judge of what's cute. You say there's a lot of cute stuff. Yeah, they got like dog bandanas, a bunch of T-shirts, lots of fun stuff. So you can check that out. Those are awesome. At least follow her on the gram, Craftology by Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Do it, please. Uh, and check them out, and I'll let you uh, know when I hear more about the shirt, but I think that'll be pretty badass. Anybody else? That's it. That is it. All right, so we're uh, T-minus uh, an hour and 10 minutes away, maybe, from the farmer's market. Well, there was one more thing you wanted to talk about, too. Oh, what's that? Is the kid from Texas, the running back. I believe his name is Bijan Robinson. Bijan right. Robinson. Yeah, what about him? He's got a new NIL deal. This is his sixth NIL deal. <laughs> and listen, I ain't one to fault dudes for getting paid. I think they should. This one is with Lamborghini Austin. So you're going to have a, a high school player driving around in a Lambo. Well, a college player. Oh, sorry, high school. I mean, yes, but I mean, he's two years removed or whatever it is from being a high school player. Yeah, so now he he's driving a Lambo around college. He posted the announcement on his Instagram. It's like a picture of him with like a Lambo. And it just says, when dreams turn into reality. Th- at this point, then why not just make these guys, uh, make them uh, professionals and make them employees of the school? Right? Like, I'm not against the idea of these guys getting paid. They're worth it and they should get paid. But there's something about it. I was talking with Meltzer about this last night. He and I were texting. There's something about it that feels icky. And I can't, like, fully express it, but it feels gross. Maybe there does need to be boundaries with this. Well, the thing is, it was supposed to be that, hey, guys should be paid for their name, image, and likeness. The problem is, what you're getting now from these people is it's becoming about... Um, Who can give you what? Correct. So they're using this as a way to get people to the schools instead of, hey, guys are here and they've become stars. Let's find a booster that'll, that will that owns a car dealership that'll give you 40 grand a year to, to rep the car dealership. It's gone from that to, well, hey, you're currently playing at Auburn. I'm the coach at USC. I think you're being underutilized there. How about uh, we get you know, we get a booster involved and this guy's going to pay you 500000 just to come here? Like, it feels gross. And I know that people are all about it now and people are accepting it and i'm gonna watch college football so i'll be a fraud in this but i I can't fully express how i feel about it but it feels gross and it kind of impacts my enjoyment but you can't say that without it being considered oh white guy doesn't want black kid to get hit well essentially so brian kelly spoke out about it yesterday and he's not really pleased about all the nil and how it's turned out is that going to hurt Recruiting at LSU? No, because if you go back and look at all the guys, they're still paying. There's a big-time uh, booster there, a, a lawyer by the name of Gordon. And you see him everywhere when you're in Baton Rouge. You see his billboards. This guy, like uh, Kayshawn Butte, who is their, their big receiver, who's just a baller. They got an NIL deal done with him to, to stay. Like He might have rolled out, but he stayed, and he's probably making shit tons of cash. I mean, that's the way the game is now. And I fine, the game can change. It doesn't mean I like the game. You know, it doesn't mean that I, I like the, the way it's going. It still makes me feel kind of icky about it. Uh, there's got to be a way to do this where it's not basically a legalized version of what was already going on, you know. Um, but they, I, look, I don't want to fault the dude. Like, I don't fault a kid for getting to drive a Lambo or getting paid $100,000. These universities are getting rich. The coaches are making seven, eight, nine million million a year. Yep. The, the, the television companies and the networks are making millions of dollars off of these guys. The players should get theirs. And, you know, you talk about should there be a cap on it? I don't know. Maybe it should be the Wild West. But if it's the Wild West, I do think it's actually going to have a negative impact on what they thought it would be, which is parity, which means schools could go out and just, you know, highest bidder could get a player. Well, Alabama's always going to have 
have more money from the highest bidder for their boosters or LSU or Georgia or Southeastern Conference schools. It's going to hurt schools that don't have big money boosters now. So, Well, that's kind of basically what Brian Kelly was saying. His quote, he was on SiriusXM yesterday. He says, I'm in favor of the student athletes promoting their brand and having their name, their image, and their likeness. But we're in a situation now where it's unintended consequences. I don't know if anybody thought we'd get to the point where seniors in high school were having multi-million dollar contracts. We're looking at guys entering the transfer portal because they want to get paid to play. But that's not the name, image, and likeness. Was it? That's not what the name, image, and likeness was intended to do. And so there's going to have to be corrections. It's not a sustainable, sustainable model from that perspective. And I agree. And um, and look, you got to go out there and you got to play ball with them. You know, people bitched about how many players A and M's been getting with this name, image, and likeness, and people like to roll A and M up under the bus. A and M's playing the game by the rules that are set up right now. These are the rules. They're going out and getting shit done, and they're getting the top recruiting class in the country. He also believes that a freshman coming in without any experience that has a big multi-million contract is not good for your locker room. I agree with that, too. On multiple, Now, you could argue, well, what about in the NFL or, or a professional league where a rookie comes in and gets a big deal? Yeah, the thing is, usually the star players on a team that have been there a couple years will be making more money than a rookie based on the way it's scaled and everything. But that's that, that's not wrong. I would agree with that. And it's and it's and it's not good on multiple levels. It's not good on a morale level because some kid that's been there for four years, five years, whatever, maybe he's not as good as that guy. This dude rolls in driving a Lambo, making two million dollars a year. How driven are you gonna be on that? So there's there's the two part. The one part is the kids are might be jealous and might want to take some shots at the guy, whatever. On the other hand, you look at the kid that comes in with the Lambo and making all the money. How driven, like, like, what does that drive you to be? Part of what college did and high school did is drove you to maybe see if you can make the pros and get paid. And obviously there will be bigger contracts once you make it to the pros. But, like, if you're one of these guys that's getting paid seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars I'm, I'm using a very large number here, but even if it's $100,000, even if it's $50,000, what, what drives you? When you get on campus and you're a five-star guy and there's been a televised event featuring you picking a team, a school to play for, you've been told you're great since you were nine years old, and now you've got schools competing for you and offering you tons of cash, and it's not under the table anymore. They can do whatever the fuck they want, and boosters can come out and give you X amount of dollars. Like, how driven are you going to be when you get onto a campus and you've already got two million dollars coming to you the fuck do you care at that point part of it was the hunger part of it was the drive go to rocky three rocky one and two the dude's hungry he's poor rocky three he's rich he gets his ass kicked in the first fight he had to find the eye of the tiger after that is what he had to do so think about that always a good rocky reference. always always uh, everything comes back to rocky there's always a rocky reference so anyway, uh, and we can get into that more another day, but it, 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 it's, it's weird because, again, no matter what you do, if you speak anything that's not in favor of these dudes being billionaires, you're a racist or you're a piece of shit and or you you're out of touch. you don't want the kids to be paid at all. And you don't want them to be paid and you're terrible. Like, no, but there's, like, sometimes someone's got to be an adult in here and say, you know, this could end poorly. Like, this is going to have a negative consequence. Dudes are now just jumping from schools. Like the transfer portal. I dislike the transfer portal because I think the transfer portal is doing opposite of what it should have been intended to do. It should be a guy that's been in a place for a little bit. Uh, maybe he didn't like the situation. He, he, he's never going to climb the depth chart. He wants to go somewhere else so he can play. Now it you go somewhere for five months, things aren't going your way for five months, and you say, fuck this shit, I'm out of here, and I'm going to go to the next school. When you hear about dudes going to three or four schools, and that might be an extreme, but like guys that get into the transfer portal multiple times? I don't know, man. Like, I have a contract. I can't just leave tomorrow. I mean, I could break my contract, and maybe they wouldn't enforce it or sue me. But they like, might. But they might. 
You know, a lot of contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on, but I have a contract that is legally binding me to this radio station and this company for a certain amount of time. It's like these kids are using the transfer portal as like a threat almost. Like, you know how I feel about Miles Brennan, quarterback at LSU, who was like, I'm going to the transfer portal, I'm out. And then he saw that the other two quarterbacks, his competition, both transferred. And he's like, "Um, you know what? I'll go back to LSU. Guess what? Miles is back, baby. That to me is like, that's shitty. Yeah. And it's also used to scare people into more money potentially. I mean, there's a lot of things. So I, I just don't like it. And it just benefits the, the power schools again, which, hey, I mean, you got the money, you got the power. But uh, I, I think none of these things that were supposed to have better intentions or allegedly are really having the outcomes that you would have thought they were supposed to have. And that's the issue I have with them. But anyway, all right, we'll talk more about that another day. The oh. farmer's market is a go for five o'clock. So we're, we're an hour away from the farmer's market. Honey and French fries, they also have a, eggs. A- Fresh strawberries that some fucking brought, right. So. It's gonna Boy, be a good day. This is a good day. Hey, make sure you tell your friends to follow the podcast, listen to the podcast, and remember, you can always leave messages on the iHeartRadio app. Just hit that little microphone, and uh, we'll play your messages the next day. Uh, great, good week. Appreciate you guys. See you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.